Welcome back to Working It Out. Uh, in this one, we're going to be talking about work-life balance, um, how to how to uh, how to deal with it if there is such a thing, and um, signs of burnout, uh, and how to fit like personal goals into your normal work week. Firstly, how's things for you, Ben? How are you, mate? Yeah, been a good week, thank you. Um, feeling feeling a bit recharged after a weekend. Uh, with some friends catching up for a 30th birthday, which was good fun. And yeah, I think I needed that after a bit of a challenging week last week for anyone that listened. It was a stressful one. But yeah, feeling uh, yeah like I've had a good week so far. How about yourself? Good, thanks. Yeah, good. What did you actually do? Because you went, you went up like... Yeah, so a uh, really nice idea. My friend Tom had booked a, um, like a, a large barn conversion type cottage place I don't know how to describe it really just a really nice place basically to stay like an Airbnb and um, yeah we, we kind of met up there it was in the middle of the country um, so it was kind of ideal for everybody to get to cool. and we didn't really plan too much it was just let's, let's get there everybody catch up play some games have some food see what happens and then go to the pub the next day for some lunch nice. so yeah it was really nice uh, long overdue it's one of those things now where unfortunately a lot of us don't get to catch up um, apart from if it's a significant event with everyone's busy working lives so yeah and the more of you there are it's so much harder to like organize isn't it yeah 100%. yeah there was there was i think 12 of us in total um, but that was with a few of the people he'd worked with before as well but it was quite nice meeting some new people as well which is good um, in a more relaxed kind of social environment yeah which is good yeah. rather than like business meetings yeah yeah and proper networking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. makes yeah. sense yeah my week um, obviously doing high rocks on Saturday. Um, so I was trying to get everything done early, uh, shooting down to my mum's today to drop the dog off. And then we're going to Glasgow tomorrow, competing early on Saturday morning, 20 past eight. So like one of the early start. Yeah. We're like the second wave of the first, first event we're doing mixed doubles, but it suits me to be fair. I always like, I, I train early anyway, so my yeah. body's going to be used to it, but gives me a chance to get up have something like small to eat warm up and uh yeah um hopefully goes well not not got like huge expectations for the first one we have actually booked a second one okay already um it's a bit like uh when they do they do a big boxing a big fight and they get yeah. the, they get the rematch get the straight rematch away just, just in case it yeah, doesn't yeah. go to, to schedule yeah yeah I, feel, I, I just um i don't know i'm like i'm really competitive with myself which like I get like motivation from so and how are you feeling are you a little bit nervous about doing it as a as a couple because it, it, like obviously you, you're, you're going to want to work as a team yeah but is there going to be come on you need to do is it going to yeah. get a bit the yeah. thing is the thing is when we when we do that to each other we actually both get quite annoyed yeah yeah like we <laughs> piss each other off but um we've talked about it we've got like a plan um we're like I think it'll be good I think it'll be fun it's team building isn't it relationship building yeah, exactly yeah yeah so it'll be good just don't but, hear um, any horror story you come back and you're just like how did it go yeah we're not together anymore we're in a massive <laughs> argument <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she's still in we just, we, just stopped, we just stormed off halfway through yeah. no I, mean, I think sure it'll be, be fine I think it'll be fine yeah. and um, I, I guess I will be nervous but I don't feel that nervous because we're doing doubles because I'm like yeah. I'm going to get like a minute's rest at least in between because while she's doing something, I can just rest. I think when you're doing it as a single, like on your own, you've got to pace yourself a lot more because obviously you've got to do everything on your own. You're not taking any like time to 
breed or anything like that. Yeah. So I think it's a different beast. I think it's more about speed for like doubles and then like endure it well. Pacing and endurance if you're doing it on your own. But I, w- I want to do one on my own eventually. Um, but not not quite yet. Yeah, so, this would be a good way to find yeah, out get about the event it. and everything. Yeah, get a feel for it. Yeah, and I think it would just it would just be fun. I just want it to be fun. Like last year, um, like doing the muscle building thing. Like it, it's just been very regimented, and I've just enjoyed like having a little bit more flexibility. Mm. Still be training really hard. I've really enjoyed the cardio bit. Feel really fit. So say yeah, your your overall fitness must have yeah. gone through the roof. Yeah. With the so like, if I don't train, my resting heart rate is thirty nine. Wow. <laughs> the other day I was like, it's like okay. I remember once like, because if I get really fit, my heart rate is always like it's never been that low. Mm. But it's normally like, like forty five. And I rang the doctors once because I was like, <laughs> am I about to? Do- my heart's is, about to. Is stop? everything all right? <laughs> like, and he was like, do you do a lot of cycling or a lot of like exercise? I was like, yeah, but I'm not like. I wouldn't say, especially then, I was like, I'm not an athlete. Yeah. And he was like, it's fine. And I was like, okay, if you're sure, I'll just carry on. But um, having spent more time like in the fitness industry and stuff, I think a lot of people that do it like, off, like cardio fit, I think they have a low heart rate. Yeah. And I'm not particularly heavy either. I think mm. if I was like, a, you know, over 100 kilos or something, maybe yeah. that would make a difference. But yeah, um, excited for it. Got a few more things booked in for this year. I booked... Mm-hmm. Uh, run Norwich this morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is just, um, I always have loads of clients do it. Um, is that a 10K? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. Um, but yeah. Just... I seem to remember last year's from the photos, I have a feeling it was really wet, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen a f- some years it's been really good weather yeah. for that. And then it might have been, maybe it might have been the year before, but there was one year where everyone was just absolutely drenched. drenched. And oh, then looked miserable. I just, yeah. won't, I just won't do it. I won't <laughs> show up. No, they, um, They've moved it. I, th- I think they moved it last year for the first time because it was, I think it was in like June or May and it, every weekend it came up, it was like red hot. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think they cancelled it the year before last because it's meant to be like 35 degrees. Yeah. And obviously insurance and stuff, I reckon. Yeah. Like, especially as I think the faster people go first. Mm. So you've got people that are going to struggle in the middle of the day. So they moved it and it's in September now. So that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Any other events you're thinking about? Yeah, so we booked a High Rocks. Um, we booked another High Rocks. And uh, ra- randomly, because it, it, it's getting quite hard to get into as it gets more popular. Um, and we were trying to get the Birmingham one, uh, and it sold out like instantly. So I had a look to see what other events they've booked, they've, they've got in for next year. And we looked at, because um, they do them abroad, and we we're like, oh, we'll have a look at the Spain one, which is in. Um, I want to say it's Seville, but it's not. Uh, Valencia. It a sec. Yeah, it's Valencia. Valencia. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we booked that. Um, so we booked the Valencia one. And it was like 50 quid cheaper. Mm. So, all right, yeah, we've got to pay for flights. But we would have paid for like Airbnb anyway if we'd have gone to Birmingham. So we're going to do that. And then I, I was saying to Zoe, I was like, I wonder when the, I wonder when the Valencia half marathon is. Because maybe we could just, if it's around the same time, we could just do both. Anyway, it turned out to be the same day. So Oof. I was like, no, basically. No. <laughs> um, and it was sold out anyway. Right. So um, I was like, oh, look, the, the full marathon's the week after. Should we just do that? So we booked that as well. So You are a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that'll be fun. Yeah. 
again, there's lots of things to basically to your whole to, year. Yeah. You're going to be working towards things throughout. Yeah. When I started training for high rocks, I was like, there's no way I'm going to run further than 10K. Because I was like, there's no need. Like, eight, eight kilometers is the, the distance. If I can get fast over 10, I'll be like, fine. And then I, a client was like, oh, should we do a half marathon? I was like, yeah, all right. And now I've booked a full one. Have you got, do you feel since you've been doing more running, you've got that running bug? Basically, a, a little you, bit, yeah, yeah. A little bit. So most people seem to get that. Yeah. I think it just comes a little bit more naturally to me than like lifting weights and stuff did like I or does I still love lifting weights and but you know some people like look at a gym and they put muscle on mm. you know I've, I've gone to the gym with like friends and like they they haven't been in like five years and you'll take them in there and they'll be like as strong or stronger than me and you're like oh man if you did this every like five times a week you'd yeah, be you heard. yeah you'd be like a, a Eddie beast Hall, Eddie Hall, yeah yeah Eddie Hall, yeah no, Eddie Hall. <laughs> yeah but um like with the running, I just, I don't know. I, I see what happens, yeah. do you know what I mean? But obviously the marathon will be a completely different beast because it's so much longer. Like a half marathon, I feel like it's still just within, I can just brute force this, you know what I mean? Like just give it everything and get it across the line. But I think if you try and do that in a marathon, you know, you're yeah. gonna be sick or your body's yeah. breaking down. Yeah. So it's completely different, uh, but it'll be fun. It'll be cool to do it abroad. Um, it's like an experience, something to, something to remember, isn't it? Definitely. So, and are you going to do that together as well? Yeah. 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 Although we probably won't run it together, mm. like whoever's. I think we're both like whoever's quicker, just go. You know what I mean? Get like run your own race. But yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Nice. I just need to uh, save up and get the get the Airbnb booked and stuff because I reckon that'll get expensive, mm. like marathon weekend. But yeah, that'd be good. Um, so in terms of personal goals, quite a few that you've, you've yeah. got scheduled in throughout yeah, yeah. the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. You need to get some books in. Yeah. It's different, for you. It's different for you because you're like going through this body composition change. And it is harder to put like a, like a, like a pin in a certain date, isn't it? Because Consistency like is the key for me at the moment. Yeah. Just, yeah, keep the diet consistent. Yeah. Keep trying to get to the gym as much as possible. Yeah. And then once you get to kind of the desired level then maybe look at some of these other bits yeah yeah but yeah for now i that's just the focus i think you got new lowest weight today didn't you i did yeah nice, yeah. nice job especially yeah. after the weekend that's really good yeah it wasn't actually so bad though because we uh, saturday night we had we got like some takeaway stuff in but i avoided pizza oh nice so i'm not kind of haven't eaten pizza for a long time anyway and just kind of had some some fake nuggets actually oh good a bit a bit naughty but um, they were, yeah, they weren't the best, but had that and then a few other nibbles and bits and pieces like that. But you sometimes find actually in them scenarios, because you're not having set meals yeah. like you would throughout the day. I think the next morning didn't have any breakfast and just went straight to, for lunch. Yeah. So yeah, it worked out fine. It worked out fine. Yeah. Yeah. And cause the environment's different. You're like chatting and stuff. I always find that you just forget about food a little bit. It's crazy how quick time went. Obviously everyone yeah. just catching up you know talking about work and yeah. family stuff and life and all of that kind of stuff yeah time just flew it was yeah. kind of crazy really and then yeah you don't really have time to think about meals and food no. and am i getting all the you know right level of calories in and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. so i think it's important to have weekends where you just forget about it yeah and just you know give yourself like a mental break um can you imagine what like a weekend that you've just done would be like in your early 20s it just for me it would <laughs> just been absolute like piss up 
it would have been probably a lot more boozy, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, for, for all round. Um, everyone's, I think, at a level now where everyone just like has what they want to have. There's yeah, no yeah, pressure yeah. to... Again, when, you, when you're younger, I guess, it always leads usually to going out after and you're kind yeah. of, it's the pre-drinks before you're going. Yeah, you'd going. be looking for somewhere to go. Yeah, no one, no one seems to do that anymore. It no. doesn't seem to be as much of a thing. And, and certainly, yeah, now we're all a little bit older. It's, it's much more about actually, as long as it's comfortable and everyone can just chill and talk, that's much, a much nicer environment. Do you, do you know what? I don't miss that at all. Yeah. I don't miss like... Because you said you used to be quite into... Yeah, big I used to go out a lot. Yeah, a lot. No, I, I don't miss it at all. Yeah? Yeah. There's not, there's not a part of me that's like, oh, you know, Saturday night tomorrow, see what happens. Do you look back and then do you kind of feel a bit ill when you think about it? About what those nights used to be like and maybe how much you used to drink and stuff like that? Or? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, I don't regret it or anything. But I'm like... But when you, if you thought, imagine if I had to do that now. I know. I, know. I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, just, I just don't want to feel like crap anymore. Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest ones. And I remember going out and just being like, that wasn't really a very good night. And then you'd go out again the next week and you'd be like, I'm just doing this for Always the Always chasing thing. a bear night out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, that wasn't even that good. And everyone would be like, oh, you know, that weren't that good. And you're like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And probably like 10 times as expensive these days. Yeah. As well yeah. to do that. So. Yeah. The days of going out for like 20 quid are gone, aren't they? Spoons first and You can't even get cheap four entrance. pints for 20 quid now. That's... Yeah, mad. We're old, mate. We are. Old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into it. So in this one, um, you come up with a topic. So we want to talk a little bit about like work-life balance, um, how to like m- make sure you're living a balanced life, basically. Um, so I've got like three topics that I thought we could go through. So first one would be: Is your job worth compromising your mental and physical health for? Okay, so I've got, I've actually got two answers for this. I'll go through them quickly. Yeah. I think sometimes yes, for small periods of time. Um, and then obviously, the, like the obvious question is no as well. So I'll put it over to you. So if yes, then what are the circumstances where it's, where it's okay? So I think breaking things, if, you, if we break it apart, as you said, having a sustained period of that, is not healthy, I don't believe. No, I agree. But short bursts or sprints, if you like, yeah. where you need to give that, you know, your business or the work side of things 100% or not even 100%, more than that probably, yeah. you know, to what some people might deem as an unhealthy level. Certainly if you're employed, you would deem that as an unhealthy level. Yeah. Feel it is a little bit different when you're self-employed or you're trying to build a business yeah. because you go into it knowing that you're going to have to invest more of your time and sort of a little bit more, um, you, you compromise the personal life side of things. Yeah. So yeah, I think for short periods, if there's, I don't know, for example, let's say you're, you're trying to go through a period of growth through the business, you, you know, you've got some clients that have put some really tight deadlines on things, then I think 100% it is acceptable to really push yourself and not neglect the other side, but you know, as long as you kind of communicate with the people around you, look, I've got a lot going on at the moment, it's a bit like if I said to you, you know, well, actually this week I've got some crazy stuff going on. Can we push stuff to the weekend or, or whatever it might be? And so everyone's on the same page. Same with your partner. If you're in a relationship, I think that's really important so that they're kind of brought in on yeah. that journey as well. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's OK to sometimes dedicate that time. And it might be a week. It might be two weeks. Yeah. I think when you start going month to month. Yeah. 
and you're not getting any time for, again, it might be that you, you neglect exercise, it might be that you don't have any social kind of situations that you put yourself in, yeah. that's where it can become dangerous. Um, and I think what you risk then is burnout yeah. and you kind of crash. And then sometimes that might take certain, certain people a long time to come back from that. Yeah. So it's, you've got to weigh up, is it worth it? If I put this time in now, again, how long is it going to take for me to recover, yeah, recover from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think um, the enjoyment part is a big bit, like a big thing. Like if you really enjoy it as well, like you're going to be, you might be more likely to like sacrifice everything to do it. Something that I know you can relate to as well, something that was really big for me was when I was still employed and trying to um, build my business. So I wanted to like leave my work, I wanted to earn enough money from my coaching to yeah. leave my job. That like that, you know, I only, I worked four days a week at my other job, but they were 12 hour days. Yeah. So I worked six till six. And then after work, I was doing like, like two hours of work. And then those three days off were pretty much like, you know, solid, solid working. And there was, there was, you know, six months of that maybe, um, which was, I don't want to say it was like, I really enjoyed it and I was so committed. It didn't really feel that negative. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's like a like a big one for me. So I guess if you're stretching for something like that, it, it's you know it, it does make a difference. And I think like if you are employed and you've got like a team or you've got a big project, um, or you've got people like relying on you, I guess that's an, that's another time. But yeah. I think it has to be like for a positive reason. And like you say, weeks rather than months. For yeah. Sure. And I can relate to what you said there. I remember when I was employed before and I started up a side business, something which I always hoped at the time would lead to being my full-time job. Um, things changed and it didn't work out. But it, again, it provided a, a nice sort of small income on the side. And I really enjoyed doing it. It was a bit of a kind of a passion thing. I was helping people with computers in their own home and people that, again, that service didn't really exist where I was. Yeah. So it felt like I was really helping people with that. And I've built up some, you know, really good clients, and they are people that I've stayed in contact with, um, cool. which is which is great. But again, at that point, I was able to, you know, leave the job um, because I know I had certain hours, and like you said, you can dedicate a couple of hours in an evening or my days off. I'd schedule things in. When you then start a business from scratch and you're all in on it, you almost because you don't have that structure from the day job. Yeah your hours suddenly or, or everything gets thrown in the air yeah. and that can almost add that pressure to try and oh how am I going to make this yeah how can I make sure I'm, I'm being really positive with my time and I'm not becoming you know consumed by it I think that's the key because yeah. that, that's what can happen when you don't have any of those structures in place and suddenly you could spend all your time yeah working towards building the business you I think you can become consumed by it yeah and that's the danger and, and like we said last week like your productivity can actually go down you know, if you're, if you're working too much, um, when you, cause we obviously both worked in re retail, did you ever feel like pressure to do more than what you were currently employed for? At certain points, I definitely did. I think when it felt like there was real opportunities within the place I was working and it always felt like you were working towards the next goal. Yeah. Then I was happy to stay extra do things yeah. uh, volunteer for kind of extra projects and that sort of thing but as soon as I felt like the doors above were closing yeah 
and there wasn't that opportunity, yeah. naturally I became less motivated to give more of my time That's and it became more, I'll go there, I'll do my hours, I'll do the best of my ability in that time and then yeah. I'm not going to give it any more of my time almost. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah, you that's find good the same? Because, yeah, so there's always, you know, even when I go back to like my first job where I was working at Tesco's, there was all these, always people that would go like above and beyond and there was no appreciation for it. Yeah. And maybe it's me being selfish, but I was like, why are you doing this? Like, no one's, you're not getting more money, you're not getting more appreciation, you're just being taken advantage of. Um, obviously, when I left that, I worked in like small shops. Um, as part of a small team and I think that if you feel appreciated and you know maybe you want the money maybe um uh you know you're, you're working as part of a good team it's you know I didn't mind doing it but the last place I worked was actually quite a negative environment mm. where sometimes I was like I don't want to do this extra like it's not worth it for yeah. me do you know what I mean? And you're not surrounded by positive people yeah. who are... It's not like... If, you, if, if you're working for someone who had a really ambitious goal and, again, brought you on that journey... Completely different. It'd be different. But yeah. as you say, if you're working for someone who's not motivated and the workplace is very negative, why would you feel like you should go above and beyond? Yeah. And I think that's what I've found in the past. A lot depends on who you're working for. I've worked... had direct line managers, for example, who are really positive... They want to invest their time in you and they want to give you opportunities. And you obviously find yourself looking to do more and, and you know, kind of be more ambitious under that person. That's good management. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was being asked to come in and do, like, shit jobs, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I remember, like, over Christmas where, where we'd be really, really busy, working from 5 until 10 at night. And then I, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go. Like, I'm, I'm done. I can't be bothered with this. Like, I'm knackered got to come in tomorrow at five anyway and the guy I was working with being like really fuming about it mm. oh he just left me and I'm like yeah but you don't give a crap about me yeah like you do you don't give a crap about me so I'm just like you're just asking me to clean up after you like I'm good it's not worth it to me yeah see ya and, and that's the thing you probably knew quite quickly I imagine having worked for this person that you weren't yeah. going to be there long term yeah and I think that's the other danger isn't it you can sit there or stand there thinking, counting the days down until you leave, or you're waiting for your next holiday, or whatever it might be, and you're just constantly thinking, I can't wait to not be in this place. Yeah. And those feelings obviously take over, and yeah. that's, hopefully for a lot of people, that's when they then start to think, ah, oh, there's more beyond these four walls, yeah. and I can go and do something, and you start looking at other stuff. I think that's what happened for me. I felt for quite a long time, like I started to climb the walls at work, and thinking, I'm just losing hours. Hours are passing me by. Yeah. I'm never going to get this time back. And I need to take action, basically. I need to do something. And I was lucky I had an opportunity which came up and I could take voluntary redundancy and you know, things worked out. And it, I guess it kind of worked at the right time. But for a long time, COVID came along. But before that, I'd already started to think, what, you know, what am I going to do next here? Yeah. And I yeah. was just kind of feeling like I was becoming stagnant there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sometimes those the people around you and some of that negativity and especially if you've got a particular boss that you work for who doesn't encourage positivity <laughs> yeah it's a good thing actually in the end yeah because it opens your eyes to it you can become very blinkered working for someone who's great but actually in a company or a business that isn't going to go anywhere and you can just end up doing the same thing so sometimes it's a blessing in disguise I've, as well like you do learn from that like 
obviously I don't have any staff, but you do. And the way you've spoke about the way that you want them to feel like you want to take them along the journey. Yeah. They're not just coming in to do some hours. Um, I've had, I say I've had line managers before and people I've worked for who they're fantastic people managers and then terrible people managers. Yeah. And I've learned from both sides of that firsthand. Yeah. You know, um, if you're talked to and treated as a, on a level, if you're empowered to make decisions and you're given responsibility, I was able to develop. And then I work for people who used to say those sorts of things, but in reality, you would end up being micromanaged or you would be manipulated in some way, yeah. uh, played off against other people, all of these sorts of things. And you don't always see it straight away, but I, I was there long enough to see it all kind of unfold. Yeah. And all of those things, you just learn, actually, this is not how you deal with people or actually this is how you get the best out of people. So, yeah, I'm lucky as well. My business partner has been through that in hospitality after yeah. years of different managers and working with different people. He also has experienced it firsthand. And I think you have to get that so yeah. that you you learn from those lessons. You go, right, that's never going to be something we have as our, yeah, yeah. our culture. So, um, yeah, I, again, at the time, it's frustrating. But now I look back and go, well, I'm glad I had that because I can see the good and the bad. I think retail and hospitality must be two of the hardest in terms of those yeah. like lessons or in terms of like dodgy managers and stuff. Well, that's the thing because unfortunately, you know, I guess in some ways not everybody has to go through necessarily, uh, you don't have to have been to university. No. You know, a lot of the time you can still do it based off experience that people end up in roles as a supervisor. Just because they've been there a long time. Exactly. And yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good manager, no, certainly on the so people true. side. They might be great admin, for example. They might be good at loads of the other sort of more technical aspects. But actually managing people or getting the best out of people, I think often, yeah, as you say, hospitality, retail, people end up being managers who they actually hate the management side of people. Yeah, they hate their job. So they're horrible to everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's easy for me to say because I obviously, I was single at the time. Like, me and Zoe haven't got kids. Like, it's easy for me to say, like, if you're not happy, like, there is, I don't know, we're getting off a bit off topic, but, like, it's okay to put feelers out. There probably is something that you're going to enjoy more. You might not find a job of your dreams. You might not always love work. But you should feel appreciated. Like, you should, I, I think telling someone they've done a good job, like, like, it's not hard to do and it does feel good. Yeah. Simple. For me, one thing which I really wanted to get and which was the deciding factor, and I would say to people, if you can leave at the end of the day, whether you work for yourself or you're employed and you feel like you've achieved something, that was a big, big part of it for me. Yeah. And I did feel that when I was employed for a long time, even if it was m maybe not something in terms of sales or anything like that, but if I had helped someone that was in my team through a situation, some of those sort of softer people skills. We've spent some time, we've gone through something together and I've, I've sort of given them some advice maybe or just supported them through something. Yeah. At least I could leave that day and go, well, I've actually achieved something. I've helped yeah. that person. Now I get that from kind of creative side of things. If yeah. we've built something and you know we're working on a project, I get that when I leave. And I, that's what I'd encourage people to try and look for. And again, even if you then have to put in lots of time and you're, you're not seeing your family as much or you're not seeing your friends as much, but you can still walk away with that feeling of satisfaction, then that will keep fueling you through yeah. those times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, cool. So, yeah, next, next uh, topic would be how to fit your personal goals into your work week. So difficult especially, I know something you've struggled with, especially when you've got staff off and things like that. <laughs> so 
I always tell uh, my clients like take 10 minutes on a Sunday um, and like plan in your non-negotiables. So I would always say things like, don't just say I'm gonna go to the gym three days this week. Say on a Sunday, look, I'm working nine till six every day, for example. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm gonna go to the gym from seven till eight, and then I've got an hour to go. And, and just put that in it as if it's a job, as if you've got like, that's your bit of time. Yeah. And then maybe you'd put in like some meal prep time or some time to go shopping, like preparation or planning is key it really helps and it really unlocks the rest of your time because you like you haven't got to, you haven't got to get to wednesday and go oh my god like where am i going to squeeze all this in now um or it's impossible to do so and you're feeling guilty about it um yeah um and then like try to understand that by um by planning you're actually going to perform better mm -hmm. professionally as a partner, as a friend, um, etc. Um, what would what would you say? Like how how do you tr how do you try to fit everything in? So I think what you've what you've mentioned there is really key. And obviously, since working with yourself, doing those check ins on a Sunday was a really good way of thinking about the next week. So it's a, a time for reflection. Yeah. I could also then look and try and plan ahead. Which if I didn't do that, I would I'd maybe think about it but it would just be a thought and it would, I wouldn't get anything down. Whereas at least to that, it's even if something comes up, probably three of those four days, I'm able to stick to that. In, yeah. They're locked in, exactly. And it's almost, again, it's part of the day. And just like if you had a, a meeting with someone for something really important, I've almost put that meeting in to go to the gym you know, or, or yeah. whatever. So yeah, it, yeah. it's in the calendar. I've scheduled it in. And I think once you do that, it's less likely you come away from it or it's harder once you see it there and if you choose not to do that, it's almost, well, that's a conscious decision now. It's not just, well, I was hoping to go. You've actually ignored it. You've chosen not to. Yes. So I, that's something that helps for me. And I think certainly since we've worked together, that has become easier because I used to just look at my week and go, oh, I'll find the time. I'll, I'll get some time in somewhere. And, yeah. and it didn't happen. Yeah. Because if I didn't feel I was committing to it and I wasn't holding myself accountable, I would end up just working through and actually sometimes I wasn't even probably that productive in those moments yeah but I just probably felt better for the fact I was sitting there working and and then actually I'd get to the weekend look back and beat myself up for not <laughs> not getting to the gym yeah, or yeah. wherever it might be so um yeah planning ahead is definitely a big one I try and do that now as well with meal prep so if I can get even three or four days yeah. of the week scheduled in and then even if there's one day where I have to go and get some lunch at least it's only one day yeah. instead of five um, so yeah I'd definitely say thinking ahead planning ahead is, is key for that um, and then as I say now I've got a team of people I can try and you know share things out between them as well so yeah. in the workplace not holding on to things and trying to tackle, you know, climb every mountain yourself, actually being delegating at work has, has definitely helped as well. So having, and again, that doesn't have to be just people that you work with. That can be people that you're living with, family, friends, again, lean on the people around you to support you with those things. And uh, I've, I've, yeah, tried not to, to do everything all by myself. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I think um, like having personal goals in the books, like having something that you want to achieve, like, you know, we were talking about hierarchs and stuff. Mm obviously helps because you've got a date in mind and you know you're probably not going to cancel it but you probably want to shop at your best you know what I mean so you're more you're more likely to get get those in I think 
Um, something that I always talk about is like try not to aim for perfection as well because consistency can mean different things to different people. Yeah. Okay, like going to the gym twice in the week compared to five days a week, like that's still consistency. You're still getting a you're still going, you know, both are both are um both are being consistent, you know. Cooking all of your meals from scratch one day and having to just grab stuff on the go the next day, you know, still consistent. Mm. You know, you're not gonna get it perfect all the time. No one's got unlimited spare time and no one's got unlimited spare motivation like to cook everything like do a meal prep day on a Sunday and cook every meal for the week I think that's the problem because again in a world where everyone's on social media you see people sharing that perfect lifestyle of I get up and I go to the gym every time this every day basically I get up and I cook my meals and I have my coffee at a set time yeah most people can't live that way most of these people are influencers they're probably being sponsored to do a lot of these things. Yeah. There's a whole load of factors that go into that. And I think that's the problem is we all see that, we all consume it, and it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, as you said, if you're not going to the gym five times a week, you're going twice, oh, I'm not consistent enough. It's, you've got to break that. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, breaking down those 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 influences around us and, and just trying to actually make sure that it's consistent for yourself Yeah. and yeah. not consistent by what, Instagram might say or yeah other social media I um that is something I totally like you, you flick through like reels or whatever it's this guy that always comes up on my page who eats like seven or eight thousand calories a day <laughs> allegedly yeah um and he's absolutely like he is he is jacked like um but I'm like there's no way like may, maybe okay I'm not saying no way but I'm pretty sure that no one of his size can eat eight thousand calories a day and stay in shape Unless he's got something wrong with him, like <laughs> so, how much? What, what sort of cardio is he doing, or what? Yeah, like what? What sort of sessions is he doing to burn through that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's just doing like you know, they're coming up on my feed, so people are watching him. But I would have found that, especially when I was like had a worse relationship with food, I've been like, oh yes, if I do what he's doing, I can do whatever. Like I can eat whatever I want. I'll go to the gym for an hour and yeah, I'll just yeah. yeah, I'll just do whatever I want. Yeah. That would have been such a triggering thing for me. Like what I've not, what I've seen a lot of this week is people trying to like eat into their high rocks prep, right? Because they're like, oh, you know, if you eat a lot of carbs during your peak week, you can have more energy available. And I'm like, for an elite athlete, I can see why you would do that, and I could see why I might do that, even though I'm not an elite athlete. But personally, I'm not lean enough to mm. like. I've got a lot of stored like body fat in my body still mm. when you think about it like I could not eat for a week I'm not going to die yeah do you know what I mean as long as I'm not in a like a specific diet for the week it's much more important that I get a bit of rest rather than like eating into that yeah. like carb loading yeah I just find that like like carb loading such a trigger like I bet there's people this week that are completely changing their diet eating an extra thousand calves they're gonna f- carbs they're gonna feel really sluggish possibly just gaining weight mm. going into this they might feel sick and you're like you're, you're not really going to change your performance like I would just eat a little bit more maybe over the like a couple of days leading into it but make sure you've, you've got some rest but yeah. yeah um I think that's I think that's a key thing as well going back to the whole work-life balance type of thing is we also see people now sharing all the time how to not just from a fitness aspect but almost how to live the the perfect working week, yeah. how to live the perfect life almost. And I think it's very easy to forget that those people probably have completely different commitments, 
completely different family setup, all of those side of things. And and I do I talk to a lot of people who feel that they're not achieving enough, but they've got a family, they've got children, they've yeah. got all of these things in place, which mean that's not realistic. No. So I'm not going to say get off social media, <laughs> but it, but it's almost just take the, put it, you know put it into context. I've definitely unfollowed people that I just realised haven't been like positive influence on me. They might be ahead of me in their journey, whether that be with business, whether that be with fitness. But I'm like I'm not doing myself any favours by seeing this because you're just comparing yourself to yeah. Them. So you try to catch yourself and be like, there's no point in me following this. You know. I'm trying to think of like an example. Maybe maybe you've just started out running or something and you're following someone that finds it really easy. That might not actually be that useful. You're better off finding someone that's like maybe just a couple of steps ahead of you. Exactly. Um, and that's such a good point about personal st- circumstances because I've had clients that are like, oh, I don't really feel like I'm doing very well. Or, you know, whoever you just shared on your Instagram's like killing it. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, they work three days a week, yeah. they've got unlimited spare time, you have got this insane job, you've got two kids, you work from like six till six, yeah. you've got 45 minutes of like three times a week to train, you're losing weight every single week, like there's nothing more you can do, like you're smashing it. Um, but the comparison thing is, is is such a big one, such a big one. And, and I think that's the key, isn't it? If, if you're gonna work with someone who is a trainer, you know, a personal coach, whatever it might be, you need to be really honest and upfront about all the commitments you have because if you're trying to plan things in, I remember at the very start, I was really sceptical. I was thinking, well, how's this going to work? Because am I going to be able to, you know, will I, will I see any difference if, yeah. I, if I do this? Um, but it is possible. Yeah. Even if I'd have said, uh, you know, there was, I, I couldn't have gone, I guess, even twice a week. If I was going once a week, but I was still following the plan and, okay, it's going to take longer. Yeah but you can still make progress. Yeah. And I think it's very difficult sometimes when you're, as I say, you might be on Instagram and going through and you're trying to you know, start your fitness journey and you're looking at loads of influencers on there um, and people that, again, are on a journey, but they are, you've got to be real honest with yourself, they're miles ahead. Yeah. They've probably been training five, 10 years, whatever it might be. And it's built, they've built a whole career around it, a whole persona around yeah. it. If you're just starting out, then sometimes that is, as you say, very negative and you, you, you pitch yourself against them, and then you feel like you're at the bottom of the mountain looking, at, you know, looking up, yeah. and it just feels like it's unattainable. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, finding people around you um, who are on a similar journey and not too far ahead is a good way of you know, kind of keeping yourself on track and yeah. motivating yourself. Because it's more relatable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm probably one of those people, that because I've, I've got, because, like being self-employed, I've got the ability to pick my hours, like, mm. I can train when I want, like I can get my work to like if I'm working. I've definitely been envious of you when I've yeah. seen you you're just, you know, going for a session in the middle of the day. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I yeah, can't exactly. Do that right now. Exactly. Yeah. But like you've got to make the best of the circumstances you've got. Like I'm not gonna be like, well, if you want to get better results, you're gonna have to quit your job. Like <laughs> you know, that's just that's fine. And and there'll be people jealous of that person. Like there'll be people that, you know, would love to lose one pound a week or, you know. Because, you know, one pound a week is 52 pound a year. Like, that's the important thing is life changing. you've started, isn't it? It's, it's the consistency. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that, that relates to everything. I think in terms of just to get back to this subject, like, make, like that, that planning session where you go through everything that you need to get done at the start of the week. And I would put in your like, time off in there as well. So I'd be like, Friday night, I'm going to stop working 
at six o'clock, I'm watching a film, I'm ordering a Domino's, right? Plan your breaks because you'll enjoy them a lot more, um, especially for people that are self-employed because you've always got that feeling of like guilt. Like if I sit on the sofa too long, I'm like, oh, I could be doing something more productive. I'm feeling so old now <laughs> that I actually look forward to, oh, I'm going to have, you know, a nice relaxing bath. Well, then, for example, oh, yeah, yeah. that morning, you know, Saturday morning, I go to the gym, and then I have a bath after, and yeah. that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. But because I've planned it in, it sounds crazy, but it's something I'm going to look forward to. I'll definitely go to the gym beforehand because I'm going to almost reward myself after. Yeah. Have a nice breakfast or whatever it might be, and then kind of enjoy that time. Yeah. Much more than if I sort of hadn't preempted that happening. Yeah. If it was just something that happened, I wouldn't really think about it. But yeah, time is so valuable that making the most of it planning in the good things as well as the as you say the non-negotiables is really key to staying focused and and they're like little rewards almost as you go through yeah I'm, I'm in my head now i'm just replaying gary neville's did you ever see him talking about mini retirements no <laughs> so for anyone that hasn't seen it he was talking on a oh, was it on a podcast or a show he was talking about how he doesn't have he doesn't call them holidays he calls them mini retirements okay uh, where he will go and obviously switch off completely from yeah. work or whatever when he goes away with his family. And it was it was just really funny because it kind of went viral. Yeah, yeah. Him explaining, people are just like, he obviously doesn't understand the term holiday. He, yeah, mini retirements is what he was calling them. But I kind of could relate to what you're saying. On a, on a micro scale, you look at the week and, yeah, just find those moments where you can set some time aside for yourself or to do things with friends and family. It's really important and plan them in. Because he's like, no matter what you think of him, he's an absolute workaholic, isn't he? Yeah. Like loads of businesses, yeah. and TV and stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard little bits, but mainly through what he'd done within football. And I know he'd invested in hotels and yeah. and businesses on the back of the football stuff. But he has a whole load of other business yeah. interests which he's involved in. I think, he, I think after football, I believe he went and did a degree in business management. Oh, really? Yeah, something to do with business. So, yeah, fair play to him. It looks amazing, by the way. He's 49. Yeah. I couldn't believe that Yeah, the other day. Yeah, it doesn't have seemed that long ago he was playing, but then, yeah, I don't know. Flies. I don't know how old he was when he finished, but... I think mid-30s, maybe. I can't so. believe he's 49. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Mad. That'll be us soon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way that each week flies, then yeah. Yeah, it feels like that's ever closer. Um, okay, so signs of burnout. Um, I've got a few bits written down, but... I've definitely, I've got, I've got like quite a few clients that are like quite high up in like, uh, like professional jobs basically. And I always see this in them. Okay. So they, signs of burnout for people like that from, from my perspective will be like level of enjoyment of work dramatically decreasing. Um, they stop looking after themselves. Like one of the biggest things when you're feeling stressed or burnt out, you stop doing the things that help. Um, super tired, not sleeping properly. Um, yeah, mental health uh, deteriorating. I see this all the time and it's such a hard thing for me to like approach with clients because like, what do you do? But like from yeah. my end, like I'm like, look, you need to chill. You, and um, you can't say, oh, just don't go to work tomorrow. No. Or, yeah, give that to someone else because... Something I always say is, I always say, like, I know you love your job. I know people rely on you, but it's not fair that it's affecting your personal life like this. 
and then normally they'll just ghost me <laughs> because they know I'm right. Yeah, I think that's the, the danger, isn't it? Is you give that advice and the person knows it is correct, yeah. but then they feel trapped. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Uh, I can definitely relate to that. Those times where I felt, I know that I'm working a crazy amount and there's a whole lot of other things that I'd be, rather be doing at those times, but you feel like you've, you're carrying that on your back and you need to, to get through it and you'll have to just keep going until you get through it. But at the same time, it's weighing you down yeah. and, and you can feel trapped by it. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely relate to a lot of those things you've said there. I'm quite lucky with sleep. Yeah, but I you know- You prioritise that though. Yeah. You're one of few people that I know that does. You'll be like, because you've, you've said to me before, like, oh, I wanted to get seven or eight hours here. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. They'll, they'll just, I think a lot of people do. They, there's a special name for this, I can't remember what it's called, but like if you work a lot, you're trying to like, get those hours back. Like, so you'll get, try and get a bit more time back by just sitting up late at night, even though you're knackered. So you're, you know. And sacrificing sleep yeah, for sleeping hours, yeah. Yeah, and it's such a negative spiral. I'm quite lucky I've never had too many issues with sleep. I've always had a fairly, not regimented, but yeah, sleep hasn't been an issue. I haven't been someone that wakes a lot during the night. I haven't been a restless sleeper or anything like that. So yeah, I'm lucky on that from, from that perspective. But the other side of things, I think I'm someone who can get, again, I become more closed off. I become more agitated quickly. So I find I've got no patience, um, especially with the people I'm close to. So I can be very, very professional and hide that, but then I'll get home and someone will ask me something and it's a, and I'll sort of snap, you know, and then yeah. I, I recognise it quite quickly. But at the same time, I then, I'm annoyed with myself for being like that, but you just feel so drained. It yeah. just ends up coming out. So yeah, you don't want to get to that level. It's trying to recognise when you're feeling that could happen and, and try and take some time to alleviate that. For me, it's like my enjoyment and my productivity will drop, but I find it really difficult to, see that i'll just try and power through and just be like and i won't notice till like like this weekend would be a prime example like change of scenery and i'd come back monday perhaps and be like oh i really needed a break yeah and i wouldn't have it's fine had something planned i wouldn't have even like nothing would have happened so it's a, it's a difficult one for me to uh, to notice but um like things to um to help with burnout um, I've put like a different environment so mm. it might even be like I don't know if you work from home go and work from a coffee shop uh, or if you normally work in an office for work ask if you can like work from home or change your desk around or you know if you can change the environment slightly taking a week off obviously perfect um, sometimes a change is as good as a rest or starting on a new project something that gets 100%. you excited um, uh, and then like another sign um, that I did actually miss would be maybe people just telling you like mm. what you're doing right now is not you know you've, you've been a dick lately or <laughs> you, you're not pulling your weight around the house or something like that and it's I think sometimes it's really good if you've got people around you that will just tell we'll you that pull you up on it yeah. yeah and I don't think everyone has that no some people sort of they live in a in a world where people either don't feel confident enough to tell them that or they don't have those people around them yeah. who will tell them that. Um, I'm quite lucky I have people, you know, that I see every day that would they wouldn't necessarily say, Oh, you know, you're you've been horrible, but they'd just be like, Is everything okay? Because yeah. you don't see yourself and then they would maybe list a few of the reasons why I don't see <laughs> myself. 
Um, so I've, you kind of get those reminders. Yeah. And that probably helps you going any further with that because then you make a conscious decision, right, okay, yeah, I need to go and have a change of scenery, go and do some exercise, step away and, and do something fun, even if it's for a couple of hours. But if you don't have that around you, you can kind of be blind to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what else, would, like, is there anything else you can think of to, like, reduce burnout? So I think something, again, we sort of spoke about it last week um, on a slightly different topic, but taking regular small breaks is really key. And I don't believe anybody, well, not maybe anybody, but most people could find during their working day, even if you've got a really stressed, high stressful, high pressure job, you can usually find, let's say, an hour. And if you break that into four 20 minute walks, you'll get your steps in. Yeah. Which I know you've, you've covered before, which is a really good way of, of getting that sorted. And then you'll also have those small mini breaks, which break the day up, go outside, get some fresh air. Even if you, you know, just go and walk to somewhere different each time and, you know, just take a little break and sit somewhere different, whatever it might be, find some different environments. That's really positive. And I do that throughout the working day now because I used to just sit there at the desk yeah. and just keep going through, keep going through. And then you look and you've, you know, four hours have passed and then you haven't achieved everything you wanted to and you're looking at the clock and it's just a spiral and yeah. you get in your own head. So, yeah, if set an alarm if you have to, get up and yeah. go for a walk, just I small t- walks. I, I tell clients to try and do that. Yeah, think about, like, you can do that when you're planning on a Sunday. You can be like, look, you know, when are the best times for me to do it? And if you, if you work, at, like, in an office or something, just walk to the toilet that's further away or go and grab a drink or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're lucky in... Obviously, where we are in Norwich, you you can walk into the city, into and, the city yeah, and, and have a you know have a have a walk around, and it's a nice place to walk about as well. So I know not everybody is is lucky to have that environment nearby, but even when I've worked at home, I'll just walk into the village, have a walk around, just do a quick loop, yeah, walk around the playing field that we've got behind us, whatever it might be. But it's just so good to clear your head, and you usually end up when you come back and sit down, you're more focused. You should get a dog, mate. Oh, you got no choice then. <laughs> I really want a dog. Trust me. Oh, it's, but me- it's mental. It'd have to come to work with me and yeah, be okay. Office, office dog. Yeah, an office dog. Morale dog. Yeah, yeah. We talked about getting a sausage dog. Yeah, I wanted one of them. <laughs> I wanted one of them. Like a little sort of, but it'd be. I feel it'd be more of a mascot than a. I like. I kind of like um, slightly bigger dogs where you can obviously like yours. You know, you can take him out and take yeah. him for a good walk. And yeah. some of the little dogs, they don't. A sausage dog probably doesn't need much more than so a loop around the park. I, I, I like looked it all up. I know, I know we're almost done with work-life balance anyway. So, um, yeah, I looked at, like, um, how far you can walk a sausage dog. Apparently you can walk them a long way. Oh, you can? Yeah. Because they're, they're little legs. Little look, legs, yeah. <laughs> look like they won't carry you them. To, you far. have to, like, build them up. Right, okay. But um, get that's, for, get that's one of the rocks. reasons <laughs> I was like, maybe not. And then I was like, I just want something trainable. So we got, obviously... Uh, Labrador yeah um, but he's mental gives you something else to be stressed about <laughs> taking a dog out dogs dogs are a stress yeah 100% yeah they're a good stress but it is another it's yeah. like having another child I imagine to yeah. to have to worry about and think about all the time and, yeah. and I think the problem with dogs as well you take them out and you just have to have your eyes glued to them mainly to make sure especially a Labrador that they're just not eating something they shouldn't it's it's like he's just obsessed with other dogs and he's obviously still only nine months old he's going through this stage where a lot of other dogs don't like him because he brings too much energy yeah or they might just not like other dogs and he's quite hard like he his recall is pretty good but 
if he's decided like he wants to go and see another dog, there's not that much I can do about it at this stage. He's just going through like a teenage stage where I'm like, there's not like I can't. Yeah. Um, which is embarrassing. And then if they are aggressive towards him, obviously he's scared and it's just like, oh my God. He got like bowled over or or like not attacked, but like sort of attacked four times in one walk oh. on Saturday. And it's just like... You go out with the best intentions. Yeah. I'm going to go out, have a really nice positive walk. And then the whole time it's just stressful. Yeah, we, we both went home like... Me, Zoe and Manny went home like stressed. <laughs> He's <laughs> sitting in the back in shame with his head down. <laughs> You've embarrassed us. It's like... Oh. Yeah, I mean, they were coming at him. He was on his lead for one of them. It's just like, oh, God. That's sometimes the problem, though, isn't it? If they're on the lead, yeah. but he's still showing that he's excitable. Other dogs are thinking, oh, well, I can assert dominance over him. That's the he's, thing. He's restrained. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one, isn't it? To try and find that yeah. balance with... Because he's young and male, I think. Yeah. It hasn't been done yet. Right, okay. I think that it just... Other dogs are like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like you at all. You have to bring him in here. Yeah, I'll bring him. It'll get ruin him, a podcast. Get him on <laughs> Absolutely, be on the desk and stuff, yeah, going crazy. Literally, chew up the microphone. I've seen him in a lot of your videos though, and he seems to once he's sleeping and he's obviously relaxed enough. Maybe once he's had his walk, he seems to be, or maybe he's maybe you've just trained him really good when you're. Recording. I just take good photos of him, but he is not like he's not chilled that often. No, no, he's still really young. Yeah, he is. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be a him. No. Um. So. I think we've covered work-life balance. Hopefully we haven't missed anything there. I think they're like the three main topics. Um, is there anything else you wanted to go through? No, I think, I think as you say, we've covered it. We'd obviously touched on some of these subjects. A little bit last in, week, didn't we? Yeah, there's a, definitely a crossover there. But I think that's the thing. It's, it's the sort of thing we'll probably talk about again. Um, different things come up and it's good to revisit some of these things. Yeah. Again, as you have different experiences with it. But uh, yeah, no, I think we've, we've covered that pretty well. Cool. Okay. So I think we'll have to cover the uh, the influencer subject at some point but if anyone's got any ideas give us a shout um and we'll catch you next time thanks for listening